Tyler there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. During the next two episodes, we're going to do something a little different. During a recent Materials Week webinar for the Ohio State Institute for Materials Research, Ned Hill, who is a faculty associate at the Ohio Manufacturing Institute, spoke about our extensive research on digitally connected manufacturing enterprises and what is needed strategically and operationally to support them along the Industry 4.0 Yellow Brick Road. In addition to his work at OMI, Ned is a professor of economic development at the John Glenn College of Public Affairs and is affiliated with the Institute for Materials Research Discovery theme on materials and manufacturing for sustainability. The first segment covers Ned's presentation on lies, damn lies, and consultants, what manufacturing and supply chain leaders need to know about digital manufacturing, Industry 4.0, and the Internet of Things. The next segment will feature an expert panel reacting to this presentation. A special thanks goes out to the Institute for Materials Research for hosting this forum, and particularly Executive Director Steve Ringel and Director of Innovation Jay Sayer for inviting us. Enjoy. This is a piece of research uh, that we've been doing at the Ohio Manufacturing Institute uh, for the past two years. Uh, the, the work itself, um, we looked at over 300 pieces of literature. We've talked to um, with hundreds of manufacturers through both implant visits as well as, as through, um, through, through large engagements. And at the, at the end of all this work, what we found out was a lot of the conversation about IoT and Industry 4.0 was much more marketing hype than it was real strategic guidance. Um, and it really didn't offer a path forward for uh, the manufacturing community. And that stimulated, yeah, a pretty damn good title, uh, but it also stimulated a series of findings which we're reviewing today. So um, the, the funding for, for what we've done is was provided by uh, the Ohio uh, Manufacturing Extension Partnership through the Hollings Manufacturing Extension Partnership, which is the national MEP program that's run by NIST. Um, and we've also benefited uh, this summer by a contract from NIST directly to hold a series of roundtables with manufacturing CEOs across the country, uh, virtual of course, because uh, we couldn't fly. Uh, so I'm gonna start with, with, uh, with the series of recommendations and observations we've made. Uh, we can't show you a T-test because this is an all qualitative work. Uh, and then I'll go back and, and summarize with a number of, of recommendations at the end. Uh, the the most, single most important finding we have is that the digital transformation of America's manufacturing is primarily a management and leadership problem. It's not a pure technical problem. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the, um, a lot of the uh, research is focused on this new exciting generation of digital machine tools. Uh, but, but what we found out is that the nomenclature about IoT and Industry 4.0 has just caused massive amounts of confusion. And that nomenclature has made it difficult, particularly for the managers of manufacturing companies to, to, bring, to bring forward a strategy. And, and the smaller the company, the more this is true. I mean, we were shocked the summer when we actually found companies in the aircraft uh, supply chain uh, confessing that they didn't, didn't know what we we're talking about but when we talked about Industry 4.0. Um, and I'll, we'll give you the reason why in a bit. 
Um, the, we offer strategic clarity uh, to, to those who are in the C-suite, even if you're a sole, if, if your C-suite is one person and it's different sides of the desk. Um, and, and that not that, that anything is going to replace the ERP or sales fulfillment or operations, but the fact is that we look at the ERP, the Enterprise Resource Planning System, as being a, 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 a managerial control function that matches up with the manufacturing execution system. Uh, we look at IoT uh, really being part of a sales and fulfillment function and that allows us to, fun to, to focus our concern on what, what really is where the manufacturing revolution is taking place with operations technologies, the, the, the equipment on, on the shop floor and how they're connected. Uh, the, uh, one of the, the major challenges that management has is trying to figure out how they prioritize or motivate their journey uh, to a digital future. Uh, we found that, that most think about it purely in terms of rate of return with cost savings and, and revenue producing. Again, the discipline uh, about rate of return calculations begins to fall apart the smaller the company or the, or the establishment. Uh, we, some companies, particularly if you're in the, in the pharmaceutical supply chain, you're in the electronic supply chain, automotive, airframe, or defense, uh, it really is a, an existential threat. If you don't start making the digital journey, despite what the rate of return calculations may be in the short run, if you don't begin that journey, you could be put out of business. Um, it could be demands that are taking place from your supply chain. Uh, or expected customer demand. So understanding how um, your investment strategy in, in equipment and capital affects the sustainability of the business is something that can actually override um, short-term rate of return calculations. Uh, and then the third motivation that we found with companies, particularly smaller ones, is can a particular automation project uh, relieve a pain point? And it's our, our challenge, and it really is the challenge of uh, those of us who are, are, are working to um, modernize American manufacturing, help with reshoring efforts when it makes sense, uh, and to improve the competitive position of Ohio's manufacturers, is, is to help companies take those, those one-off automation projects and help convert that into a digital manufacturing strategy. Um, navigating and migrating um, OT, uh, it's, 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 it's really difficult. I mean, what we find is that, that we see, it, we don't see much in the way of first generation operation technologies out in the field. We see a lot of second, third, fourth, and now emerging of fifth generation OT. Um, and we're gonna walk you through that in, in the short half hour, but understand that what is critically important is that lean manufacturing is absolutely necessary but not sufficient to implement a digital strategy. Uh, we, have, we have seen automation projects being put in place that replicate, uh, pardon the term, it, but it's a technical term, uh, a, a crappy and inefficient process. And all you're doing is making it, making it faster, I suppose. Um, and the other thing that we've noticed is that, that, that Implementing the digital strategy is every bit as painful as it was as, as it was 20, 30 years ago to implementing an ERP. Uh, and in fact, that, that the team has to participate and lean, it brings forward that team effort. Uh, this other thing that, that, that 
manufacturers have to understand is what's the current vintage of operations technologies in the company, in a factory, or even in a machining cell. In fact, uh, we did early on a very large uh, focus group with, with advanced manufacturing uh, excellence in Cleveland. There are 29 companies there. We found by the end of that presentation, they were referring to their plants by their vintage of operations technology and how do we migrate them there. Uh, the goal really is one of integrating, migrating, and accommodating existing tools and new investment investments in, in, into a digital OT environment, uh, turning those automation projects into incremental executions of digital strategy. That's where the engineering hits management. Uh, and the result is those automation projects become the execution of the strategy. So what then were the barriers we saw, particularly for, for small to mid-sized manufacturing enterprises? Yeah, if you see SMMEs, that's what stands for small, mid-sized manufacturing enterprises. Uh, and there are four big barriers. The first is there's so much demand for integrating digital uh, machine tooling is that the system integrators are doing what is natural in terms of economic rationing. Uh, and that is that if the project is less than a half million dollar or, uh, or a quarter million dollar project, they are taking on the work. So how is a small manufacturer integrating uh, that particular project? That's an important role for the manufacturing extension partnerships. Um, every auto, we also found that every automation project is now a cybersecurity project. Uh, that increases the cost, that increases the risk, that increases the complexity. Uh, we initially thought that, that, that uh, digital automation and digital OT went from cyber aware to cyber secure um, and um, level three cyber security is now required for most of this. Um, and if you've been paying attention to is Industry Week, you'll know that Bombardier uh, was taken, uh, uh, information systems were taken hostage last week. Uh, the lack of open standards to connect to data backbones creates monopoly situations. And we're hearing conversations about whose data backbone is gonna be controlling the equipment. Well, the fact is that many manufacturers are absolutely petrified that if they're held hostage by a monopoly company owning their data backbone, that their, their margins will start going to that data provider. Um, there is absolutely an important role for NIST, uh, an important role for academia, to, uh, to develop open standards and make as much of digital OT plug and play as possible. Uh, the lack of low cost data selection and analytics and visualization uh, is critical. Our friends at the MEP in Northeast Ohio Magnet are doing a really good job of, of starting to make that plug and play, but there's a long way to go. When we interviewed some of the digital machine builders um, and there are only a few of them that we we're able to interview, uh, we found out a couple very interesting things: information analytics. They're investing millions to uh, capture the stream of, of data products uh, and to uh, automate their machines so that they can be part of a, of a virtual digital network. The question is, can they take and, and, and create revenue out of those data streams? Or will OEMs demand the data products as a requirement that's necessary to bid? And what we found out is that's really going to depend on the negotiating power of the, of the supplier of the digital tools uh, compared to the negotiating power of the customer. Um, there, the, the major questions of how do you finance capital equipment? Do you, you go to rent to use models? Uh, and the real problem is that the, the, the half-life of new digital tools is so short 
uh, that their scrap value um, increases risk. Uh, and then there is the series of workforce shortages that Catherine is gonna be talking about more towards the end of this, but there are two different sets of workforce shortages, the immediate versus the important. And um, I believe that OMI's work with the regional campuses at the Ohio State University is bringing forward an interesting solution. And what, what, what industry is looking for is not the um, narrowly uh, and deeply and well-educated research engineer. They're asking for a broader applied engineer that can, um, that, that can, can think across computa computational work, uh, digital work, materials, fluids, uh, um, electrical um, to, to integrate um, these systems. Uh, the four workforce challenges that, uh, that Catherine will talk about is the challenge in semi-skilled labor, challenge with skilled machinists, industrial maintenance technicians, uh, and, and we need a better um, uh, name for that. I always thought, initially thought the industrial maintenance technicians were the guys that kept the uh, bathrooms clean. Uh, it turns out they're the ones that keep the assembly lines going. Um, and, and the applied manufacturing engineers, which is what those jobs really are. Um, and then the fourth challenge is that of manufacturing leadership. So there are two truths about the marketing of Industry 4.0 and IoT. The fact is they're marketing taglines. They aren't engineering principles or guidance. Uh, the other thing that's important about Industry 4.0, we found out the Germans couldn't count. They missed an operations technology revolution. Um, that's snarkiness, but it gives me great joy to say that. Uh, what is Industry 4.0? All it is is successful branding by a, by a German industrial policy effort. Uh, what's the Internet of Things? It started out being a coherent concept of digital appliances or managers and coordinated remotely. Um, it originated with a group that we found um, that was uh, an HP uh, group that now Dell owns. It was a futures group, and that morphed into a competing brand for, for 4.0. What's Operations Technology 5.0, which we spent a, a lot of time with, that's the connected and integrated digital manufacturing operations technology that's connected, uh, that, that, that brings forth this fifth operations technology revolution. Um, here are the five revolutions. We could debate them later, but because of time, we aren't going to spend with them. The Germans missed the importance of the electric motor drive system and its impact on machine tools. Um, what makes this, this journey from 4.0 to 5.0 difficult is the number, I think, eight diff, um, um, generations of PLCs that are out in the wild. Uh, and, and that's integrating a lot of different languages. Now, if you understand this title slide, it means you're a genuine nerd because there's almost no English here. Uh, but the digital enterprises where you connect the, engine, the enterprise resource planning system, the manufacturing execution system, to where we see the IoT being, which is a sales and revenue function uh, to the digital technology uh, on the shop floor, which we see as, as an operation technology 5.0. How do they fit? Uh, the important thing is this is where the ERT, ERP plays. And this really is where industry 4.0 is. Um, it's the extension of the ERP and the merging of the ERP with, with the manufacturing execution system middleware. And that is the world of, the, of, of IT. Uh, where do we see IoT going back to its original de uh, 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 definition? Uh, that really is a direct sales function from the manufacturer 
to the consumer, from the manufacturer to industry. So that's the CIOT, the IIOT. And remember, IOT is two, uh, is, is really uh, one major letter removed from the word idiot. Uh, but but what, what this really does is it is, if you combine it with smart products, it directly addresses the top line of the income statement. Uh, and then what's, what's operations technology 5.0, that is everything uh, that's within the factory walls with the ERP and MES connections uh, to the supply chain. If you put it in those three big chunks, now you've got a strategic framework in which the C-suite, the, the, the owners and leaders of the manufacturing enterprise can now beginning to see what's the digital thread that connects all of this. Uh, and that to us is by itself is a major finding of our work. Um, there are two cyber domains, each with very different culture. This part, the Industry 4.0, Internet of Things, uh, the ERP, MES, and the sales functions, that's the world of IT and the discipline of computer science. Um, OT is the messier world of the manufacturing engineer, the industrial engineer, uh, writing code to hook machines up to a backbone. And it's, this is slow. Uh, the, this part is slow, steady, and doesn't like to be messed with. Uh, this is to use the famous old MIT words, is somewhere between a kludge and elegant to keep the machines running. Um, but these cultures are beginning to merge in a few very big companies. Their culture wars still extend, and the winners are going to cure those culture wars. Um, when we think about the push of, of, of OT 5.0, operations 5.0, we are at the early stages of a 20 year deployment, the same way lean took 20 years, the same way ERPs took 20 years. The diffusion takes time. What's motivating uh, the speed is size of enterprise. The big companies are going first. And, and as the work that uh, MPI, which is, which is one of our partners, uh, that's John, John uh, Brandt and George Tananez, uh, Manufacturing Performance Institute, they've, they've, run, they're, they've run the most surveys on this. They're finding that uh, large companies have, have digitally enabled products and are starting to do digital uh, digital manufacturing uh, in a way that it's already affecting their income their their income statements. Uh, OE, OEM demand, Defense Department in particular, is going to drive this customer demand. Uh, push from labor shortages is starting to uh, cause pain points to be identified. And you're seeing cobots showing up in place to deal with those labor shortages. And we think uh, that that's going to drive this, particularly if the minimum wage starts going up to $15 an hour, that will mean that the minimum wage for a, um, a semi-skilled manufacturer operator is going to be $20 an hour plus benefits. Uh, there is some pool from technology and the declining cost curve, particularly around um, semiconductors uh, and open standards would make this go much faster. Uh, and we have to pay attention to those drivers. Uh, so how do we identify op um, operations technology? What version you're at? The fact is, these are observable facts. Um, I can go to the Supreme Court's definition of pornography, but um, uh, that may be a little crude. Uh, but the fact is, you see it when you know it. These pictures will show you. Uh, this is a separate level of production. It's craft production. This is, these are pictures from the Con Selmer um, brass instrument uh, plant in East Lake, Ohio. Uh, there you see craft work uh, being combined with machine tool work in, and it is something which, which is a mix. 
And that really led to our understanding that, that 5.0, 4.0 and craft are going to exist side by side. We didn't really finish this, visit this plant, uh, but we did pay a lot of attention to it through, uh, through news accounts and press accounts of people that finished it. Industry manufacturing 1.0, the days of mechanical water and steam power. This is a picture of a plant I want to visit. I can't get there. Uh, this is the, uh, uh, you, those of you who know French can pronounce it better than I can. I call it the Rivery Nail Plant in France. This is a national historic industrial, industrial site in France, but it makes the best damn cut nails in the United States. So if you do homework, furniture work, Lee Valley Tool and Lee Nielsen sells their nails. They are absolute genius. Uh, but this is, this is old time pre-Ford manufacturing. Industry 2.0, uh, that is the American production system, the assembly line, continuous flow, specialized tools, but with no lean at all and large part spins. Yes, we have seen this in Ohio. Um, more frequent is manufacturing 3.0. You have production cells, you have PRC, PLCs, often connected to ERPs and MES systems. But what we found in Abright and Cleveland, uh, they invited us in, uh, was just a wonderful example. And they're starting to make the tradition to digital integration, but they aren't there yet. Um, and we find that the major differentiator between 3.0 and 4.0 is lean. Um, American Whistle and Columbus, they were, on, they were on our list to visit, but we can't visit plants at this point. Uh, so again, press accounts. Um, and we're hoping that everyone who makes this journey can get a Columbus whistle along with us. Um, and in fact, uh, that may be something we should be giving to all of our students. Uh, manufacturing 4.0, this is where life gets exciting. Um, Nissan Chemitech in London took us through their plants. We have Plastic Supply Inc., uh, another uh, continuous flow manufacturer in Columbus. Didn't take us to the plant, but we did in a webinar with their leadership. Walk through, you could see lean at work, you could see um, uh, the linkage between the machine tools, but the digital connection isn't there. Um, the best examples we saw was Rockwell Automation in Twinsburg. Uh, this is Trump Manufacturing in Naperville. Um, and now the interesting thing is that, that Rockwell has this 5.0 plant um, it, on, on one side of an alley, on the other side of an alley, they've got a 3.0 plant. Um, what then are, are the distinguishing characteristics? I don't have enough time to walk through this, but this is where our checklist comes from. It, what's your power source? What's your data flow? How do you do your maintenance? And what's the production culture? Production culture is the major distinguishing characteristic uh, between 3.0 and 4.0. Digitally linked operations technology is the major distinguishing characteristic between 4.0 and 5.0. Um, all right, so what's Operations Technology 5.0 in the seven minutes I have left? Uh, digitally connect, uh, controlled and integrated machinery. Uh, digitally integrated uh, production that's di digitally integrated with supply chains through an MES. Uh, the next lean uh, is digital utilization. We have we've used the term next lean, other people are using it, uh, but it's taking current lean um, tools and now optimizing the, the integration of, of machinery uh, through their electronic and digital connections. Exciting stuff taking place in there, um, but that is really where we're afraid of, of monopoly. Um, and then the other thing that we'll see is supply chain and, out, and, 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 and output are digitally integrated and traceable with the MES. 
Uh, and the digital enterprise downstream production is integrated through the European MES. The digital enterprise is integrated upstream through customers, ERPs, CIOT or, or uh, BIOT, the, the industrial internet of things um, in is, is, as well as the consumer's internet of things. That is an exciting laundry list, but what it does is it fundamentally disrupts competitive advantage by geography. Um, so what is here, if we think about uh, the digital uh, technology projects, uh, there is a core, which is the operations technology projects around that core. These are a series of applications that we, we found through our research. Uh, what you've got in red is a series of digital and cybersecurity projects that become part of having a digitally integrated operations technology. Uh, the gray areas are the big areas of, of, of operations technology and the shop floor. You'll see um, the work that's taking place in IMR, Glenn Dane's leading it on subtractive manufacturing. Uh, we're now in the third or fourth generation of additive manufacturing at work. Um, cobots, the integration of cobots and robots with, with people uh, and next lean digital, this is where OT takes place. And then of course, digital tracking and tracing, possibly with blockchain, uh, digital shipping and warehousing. This is already at work. We visited an international papers plant um, up uh, about an hour north of, of Columbus that's doing this well. But um, if you want to see this at the cutting edge, visit Amazon. Um, what are the benefits of 5.0? Safety, predictive downtime, improved quality, parts and products tracing. But competitive advantage is going to rest with shrinking batch sizes and being able to take um, high mix, uh, low output, or high mix, high output, or low mix, high output, and move it to mass customization. Uh, we're also found some plants that have done multi-plant integration to take advantage of cost, cost differentiation and multi-shift work, um, and, and that's working. Uh, and eventually, and it's happening very quickly, um, this being able to, to electronically account for what's happening with, the, with your machinery is you're going to be able to take power and materials, that overhead, and turn it into a variable cost to make it part of the uh, bill of materials. Uh, the threats to all of this is the culture clash between IT and OT is critical. So what we're doing in educating our students is getting our students to understand the cultural difference and the time difference and the, and the way work is done on the IT and OT side is hugely important. Um, huge threat is the invest, investment risk in the digital machine tools themselves because the, ja the generations are, 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 are uh, changing so quickly. Um, and, and, and the other major risk is there are, there are legacy machines that go back to the 40s and how do they get integrated or do you end up having these, these different o OT islands across a shop floor? Um, multiple customer supply chains. Whose supply chain standards is a company going to um, respond to? We have run into companies that supply four automotive firms, uh, two aircraft MEPs, uh, I mean OEMs. Um, so whose wins? Uh, the other threat is value chain by vendors. It's, it's, it, 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 that is a, that's an economic threat. Uh, implementation is a huge threat because IT, the smaller the company, the less, the, the, the smaller is the probability that you've got a, a, a really dedicated IT or OT integration team. 
Um, and moving from project to strategy is hugely important. Engineers love projects. They don't do well with strategy. And, and these projects are going to last, last, last they stay in a business, business strategic framework. Um, the challenge for vendors is, is can we monetize the analytics uh, when we sell the tools and who has the bargaining power? Okay. Uh, so is the company ready? With uh, the Ohio MEP, uh, we are working with, um, with um, the um, MPI uh, and uh, we're, we are building out a digital maturity um, assessment. It's not a survey uh, to start these teams moving to understand strategy and put in place uh, the strategy uh, and the discipline to move to the digital plan. So moving to digital OT is just a series, is a series of, of digital automation projects. There are very few companies that are just gonna go to Trump and say, give me a brand new Greenfield plant. Uh, the largest example I'm aware of is the Pepsi-Cola bottler in Florida did this private company, really good retained earnings uh, and bet on the future. Um, we've got another example in Northeast Ohio System 7 uh, that um, is, 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 I believe that the CEO calls it when Fred Flintstone meets the Jetsons uh, on the same shop floor. Uh, but you eat an elephant one piece at a time, but, but you need to make certain we have a strategy. Uh, so before automation takes place, the culture has to be right. Uh, and we believe uh, continuous improvement that goes beyond lean Kaizen events is necessary to really have this work over a long-term discipline strategy. Um, the process of, of the production process has to be understood manually or in analog fashion, or else you're just going to automate existing systems. Uh, and you need to make the business case in terms of financial threat Re responding to pain points or existential threat of survival. Here's an example of a pain point. There is a company in Northeast Ohio um, that um, put in place a cobot. The task that they, they, uh, they um, automated was a task that involved tying instruction uh, network uh, instruction packets to, um, to their product. Uh, and that ended up being a generator of, of carpal tunnel syndrome. And that was a genuine pain point. Um, and it allowed their workers to do something better and got rid of a place of turnover. Human factors need to be considered because all automation is collaborative. And if the promise is at the end of this automation, you're gonna lose your job, you will not get there. Um, so where do SMMEs fit in all this right now? Basically they don't, unless the CEO is a nerd or if it's a brand new startup with digitally integrated plants. This is the Achilles heel to Ohio's competitive advantage in manufacturing. We have to make certain that we have made the economics and the strategy so that our small to mid-sized firms with the backbone of Ohio manufacturing can change competitive advantage. Um, just a couple more slides left. Summary slides, uh, digital OT can be transformational. It's going to diffuse across the economy over a very long period of time. You begin with plants as a series of narrowly defined automation projects. Few companies are going to do greenfield installations and the rollout is going to as resemble the rollout of ERPs. We, uh, IT and OT cultures and practices need to align uh, and, you, and it's hugely beneficial, we think necessary to have continuous improvement culture in place. The holy nightmares, 
financial risk, managerial risk, operations risk, existential threat. Uh, at the factory and plant management level, implementation is the nightmare with cybersecurity, systems integration, and digital systems maintenance. Uh, here are the largest hurdles that the SMMEs face, um, and it's missing that plug and play backbone is probably the largest one, uh, followed by uh, systems integrators rationing out small projects. Um, and, and, but the most important is the challenge of retrofitting um, existing equipment. Uh, and there, I thank you very much.